Welcome back to King of the Ride podcast. I am Ted King, host of this eponymous show. I'm excited to be here. Our West Coast swing has come to an end. And that is where I caught up with our guest today, Sarah Sturm in Whitefish, Montana, just hours after she had won the last best ride. This is also just one week after she won Lead Boat. With the lowest cumulative time in back-to-back race days, Leadville on Saturday, Steamboat on Sunday, she's shown all throughout the 2021 season that she has got wheels. She had a breakout 2019. We had COVID 2020. And now with events back on board in a very big way, she's got herself a pretty crazy schedule, which we're going to talk about today. Sarah is that rare example of someone who got into triathlon before college. That got her into cycling at the powerhouse Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, even though when she went to college, she didn't have any plans of riding a bike. She's raced on the road. She fell out of love with that hyper-competitivity. She's an absolute ripper on a cross bike, single-speed cross bike. She's right at home on an enduro rig. Obviously, she rips quite handily on a gravel bike. She's also a coach, a mentor, a full-time graphic design artist, and as you're going to find out, if you didn't know it already, she's got a whole bunch of energy. This really is a fun one. Sarah is someone with whom I've been swimming in similar circles, so it was only a matter of time before we caught up, and this was the first time we actually met face-to-face. There are some, let's call them issues, swirling about the sport of gravel cycling in general. See, it's it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, we all want this lovey, happy, feely sport of gravel that is very welcoming. On the other hand, there's the level of competition, and competition begets rules, and rules are antithetical to that happy, lovey, dovey feeling that we're all originally drawn to. And that said, I think it's really important to have opinions because we are in the midst of creating the sport of gravel, and the decisions now will help steer that ship later, hopefully only for the better. Anyway, we're going to talk about all these things. Lastly, it is a pleasure to do a face-to-face podcast, and that just means that our recording studio is downtown Whitefish, Montana. Please excuse the hoots and hollers for finishing riders, a train that's going by, a car alarm that's going off, or anything else you might hear. Very much appreciated. No reason to hear me babble on any further. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Sarah Sturm. So, you're on quite a tear. Yeah. You've just been victorious <laughs> at the last best ride. Yes. You won Lead Boat, yes. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you were third third at Leadville? Mm-hmm. Where'd you finish at Steamboat? Not third. <laughs> Flatted. Ah. But honestly, had a great day. Well, I should say so if you're going to win the general <laughs> classification for the weekend. Uh Let's backtrack a week ago. How did how does that feel? Like God, having finished Leadville ago? once and I'm like, that is heinous. <laughs> I would could never consider doing anything. And then you go race 140 miles, break it down. Honestly, yeah. Leadville I did it once in twenty nineteen uh-huh. and I got second, which I was like kind of pretty stoked about. I like it was kind of that bucket list. They specialized sponsors it, so they're like 
We have an entry. Oh, someone's finishing. We got a finisher. I love that we're right here. Uh-huh. Um, it's a good oh, yeah. Reminder. Welcome to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> we're 100 yards from the finish. We're 100 yards from the party. And we're in a, I think, a library. Theater. Theater. <laughs> um, yeah. So after I got a taste of Leadville, I assume this is how people feel about Unbound as well. Like once you do it, you're like, oh, but I, man, I was so close. Yeah. And so then when Leadboat came up, I was like, all right, I can't not. Well, I actually kind of accidentally signed up for it. <laughs> for 2020. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I had done Leadville and then Steamboat the next weekend. And then it was, you know, day after. And I was like, yeah. that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but then I, you know, somehow forgot and signed up for both. <laughs> um, but even so, I would say my focus was on Leadville, like my strategy going into the weekend. I was like, all right, I'll limp along at yep. Steamboat. Yep. <laughs> but I want to give everything and I really wanted to win Leadville. And it's hard to win that race. But it was honestly like the most dynamic racing I've had in a long time. Like it was yep. Katarina and I leading and then she kind of blew up on Columbine and then Rose caught yep. me and then we were racing and uh, Mariah was in the mix and it, it really was just like awesome back and forth racing with women. And That's then awesome. um, it was just wickedly hot on power line this year and I yep. have learned that I don't do as well in the heat. So heat is an <laughs> element for sure. Yeah, I I hear now now after this I've heard that people actually train like heat training. Yeah. Oh it's a thing. Yeah now and saunas. Yeah, we're actually uh, looking into, not because of this, mainly because Dylan wants a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> After Iceland, we were like, we should build one of these. Did you go to Iceland? Yeah. Like. Yeah, we did the rift. That was, uh, that's probably three, four weeks ago at this yeah. point. Gosh darn. It's been a lot. Yeah. I'm really excited to go sleep in my own bed. So <laughs> let's backtrack yeah. more beginning of the season. Sure. We are in... 2021. My my impression is as soon as Unbound happened, mm-hmm. it's almost like the floodgates were open yeah. and events said, boom, yes. we're on. And yes. many of them were already on the calendar, but it was like, uh, can we pull this off? And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden they were. Mm-hmm. I felt that way. How busy was your schedule at various points throughout the year? You know, like January 2021, we're like, right. eh, who knows if anything happens? And yeah. then by June, it's like full gas. Yeah. So how has your year unfolded? Well, I mean, to be honest, I felt like I was kind of caught <laughs> with my pants around my ankles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, oh, we're racing. Okay, here we go. So I signed up for a race in Fruta, yeah. like a 190 year, which was 190 like, miles? Yeah. On purpose? I know. It was actually really cool. It was called Colorado to Utah. Okay. Or Cotuit, as I learned after the race. <laughs> Creative. I love um, it. It was a great course. Very flat, uh-huh. um, which is hard for me. Gravel? Gravel. Far yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was great. But I was, like, kind of panic, like, ra- racing, not yep. training, because I just, you know, enjoy riding. So I'd been riding totally. a lot. Um, but, yeah, I kind of felt like all of a sudden, like everyone was like and go and like yeah. everyone in the industry felt like that like sponsors were like kind of scra- like everyone was like kind of under pressure a little bit yeah i look at a guy like pete stepped i knew up. you were gonna say pete i've been giving him crap all season sometimes deservedly <laughs> like i i i do appreciate a lot what pete has brought 
Yeah. I saw him just the other day, two days ago, prior to this event, and he was riding by me when I was on the side of the road on a Zoom call. And I was like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I have to race against Howard and you. And he's like, no, 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 man. I'm on he my way, on to his way to Canada. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Pete, I love you. But, you know, I he's look at, doing a lot. I look at 2020 and, you know, that was his first year, theoretically, that he would have been full gas and gravel. And mm-hmm. then it's a year that doesn't happen. And right. then 2021. And so he's stormed on the scene. I'm with you about the pants around your yeah. ankles because yeah. it's like, okay, how much, who did due diligence Everybody. in a year when gravel is all about just JRA, man. Yes, I know. And it got super intense. Like I knew that I want to do Oregon Trail. And that was, I was like, that was the one that I was like, love. I cannot believe that more people haven't been to that thing. You got to go. Okay. What is it? Stage race in June. It's soon after. Five day stage race, free fitness, pretty much for all of you bike nerds out there. Free fitness. So long as you participate (laughs) Even if you just finish, like you're just like flying after that. But it really is like, it's like five days of this, like gnarly, like mountain bikey, real, real gravel and five. It was really a hard race. And this year we timed it perfectly with the heat wave. I drove the bus out with my mom, (laughs) two dogs, (laughs) traveling circus comes with us. Were you sleeping in the van? Yeah, sleeping in the bus. Yeah, whole time. My mom, honestly, the race behind the race was, will mom be at the finish? Ah, nice. <laughs> and so she was. That's a good derivation because the beer is being served out of an ambulance. <laughs> you have a bus, right? <laughs> yeah. Not just a van. You have a bus. Oh, yeah. It's a 98 school bus. Sick. Short bus. <laughs> uh, Insert jokes. That, did, you, did you retrofit it yourself? Um, you know, funny story. We got to the demolition phase. My partner, Dylan, and I tore uh-huh. everything out. Uh-huh. And we were like, hmm, you know, to save the relationship, I think we're going to see if we can pay someone <laughs> to do this. <laughs> and let me nice. tell you, it was the best decision. No, we worked with a local guy. We did a little trade. Uh-huh. He built it out. Beautiful. like That's Recycled. Incredible. Pine beetle kill wood wow. ceilings, recessed lighting has nicer lighting than our house. <laughs> Did you keep any of the actual bus oh, seats for posterity? Oh, not the. You know, it didn't come with the original seats. Okay, but we do have two seats in there with seat belts. Even dang, yeah, upgrade. Very cool. Original bus emergency window. Yeah. So 2020 Oregon Trail was a bucket list. Yeah, I had crashed out of that one in 2019. Not the only person. I heard that's a rough one. It is hard. Yeah, I separated my shoulder. and But even still, I had a great time, you know, got that thing popped back in, (laughs) rode a couple of the final stages, made friends. Um, Yeah, it was, it's just, it's kind of like bike summer camp, you know, because you're camping each night with people. But yeah, Uh, and then like after that, it just like, I was like, holy cow, we're going to Iceland. Oh my gosh. Okay, now lead boat. Like now he like <laughs> So Iceland's it's not like hopping in your bus. Oh, and, that was crazy. Like that takes premeditated yes. planning. And we were like, what is happening like, with COVID? Exactly. And, yeah. Got ma- lots of lots of COVID tests, so much mask wearing. Yeah. But you know, really worth it. It was such a cool it's like being on the moon everywhere. Totally. That, I I did it in twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah. That's the best way I describe it. I'm like, uh it's also, like being the, somewhere on another planet. Yeah. We traveled for like a week around in a van out oh, there before the race. So great that move. was cool. Yeah. Did you have one of those vehicles that has ultra yes. inflated tires? It no, looks like they but have mushroom so tires. Or uh, marshmallows. Oh my God, yeah. they're crazy. They got, Honestly, like, like I around. saw, unfortunately, I saw a kid who I sat with when he crashed get picked up in one, and I was oh. like, damn, not a, not a bad way to, you know, <laughs> get out of here. Sick escape vehicle, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and now we're here, and I'm like ready to kind of come up for air. That's why. That's what I was saying. I was gonna. I would give Pete crap for because at Oregon, I mean, we've traveled a lot with yeah. him. Honestly, we yeah. saw him in Steamboat. You know, got to soak in the hot springs. Dylan and uh, Wayne, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. Uh, big tall Wayne. Yeah, big tall Wayne. We all hung out in Iceland a bunch, and yeah. I was like, how? Like, I actually because I know he comes from pro tour as sure. you, and like yep. I do not. I come from you know bike packing and cross-country mountain bike Uh racing uh and not that uh but i'm like how do you keep the headspace going because like i'm feeling pretty fried like coming into this weekend i'm actually pretty stoked about this win because i was mentally i was like okay just gonna check the boxes on this one Uh but it's it's such a cool event but like it's weird to like keep that going it's hard for me at least i don't know maybe other people do it better well it's fascinating this weekend in particular because I, I talk about the current state of gravel. We had BWR Asheville going on. Right. We had Gravel Worlds right. going on. We had Gravel Worlds XL or whatever they call it, 300 mile race. And we have here, which I think, yes, that's a train. <laughs> it's blown up behind us. Uh, and that's a car alarm. <laughs> it's a lot it's going on. cool that there's a lot going on. I think... I think, hands down, we picked the right event. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. We did. This one is rad. (laughs) I'm really glad we came back. Good sensations, for sure. Great sensations. Whitefish is rad. It was supposed to rain, and it's magnificent. Yeah. Um, Gravel is hopping. Gravel is busy. We're in a weird place with it. Yeah. There's definitely, like, I mean, I don't necessarily mind that there's, like, so much stuff going on on one on one weekend like it's kind of cool like I got to cheer for Lauren as she won you know gravel worlds I mm-hmm. mean cheer for it like yay Lauren yeah, on Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. yay Sophia on Instagram like <laughs> exactly. great work ladies like it is cool to see and then but then in the back of your mind you're like I wonder how I would have done yeah <laughs> well and then you finish a you you win the race here. You finished top ten overall, and then immediately I saw the second place woman finish, and you, it looked like it was almost like you won. Oh, you were well, like, oh my god! <laughs> Your energy is palpable and it's oh, amazing, and it's it was so cool. Fun. Oh yeah, well Ellen Campbell, the woman who got second, uh-huh. I was the one who told her she got second. She had no idea. No way. She had just ridden to second place <laughs> on a mountain bike here, yeah. and she is a wicked fast descender. She, uh, I used to coach her. Uh, when she was Perfect. 14. Okay. And I was not 14, much older. How old are you? <laughs> She's, I don't even know. But so she was on for, U14 Devo yeah. when I was in college. Okay. And nice. she was on my like little, little lady Grom shredder. Team. Oh my God. That's rad. And then she's just, you know, and I coached her when I was on the, the coach for Fort Lewis. And, you know, we've just like, I've watched her like, grow up in a sense like she's not like a little kid but yeah um it was so cool to see her have such a great result and like not even know and she was out in leadville like in the feed zones for yeah. me and howard oh no way um yeah and she That's was like awesome. writing our names on our water bottles she just has has it together and it's cool to see her do so well she durango durango local born and raised love it there's yeah. not a whole ton of them no unicorn these days yeah <laughs> so everything you just hit on is what i do love about gravel yes. and i think it's what everybody loves about gravel i think nobody would be like i love the competitivity and oh my gosh 
error bars and and all the whatever. little details and marginal gains. Exactly. <laughs> like we're, most people actually don't know or care about, don't even know about any of that. They're just uh-huh. out here to bucket list item, kind of like a marathon. Yeah. You know, it's like gravel's like the new marathon, or like the what are those color five Ks that people? Oh, uh, was it color runs? <laughs> yeah, I color think, runs. Something like that. Well, yeah. That's, Can we get some color in gravel? We need a lot more color. Did you see the top of the climb when they had the 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 the, the whistle? The oh, the lays. lays. I was like, how do I say lays <laughs> while gesturing towards my necklace? <laughs> but yeah, they had floral lays on the side. Like, that's just yeah. what's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had fun because of the lays. Exactly. <laughs> After a five-mile climb. <laughs> Honestly, I really, I love a good sustained climb, and I love a good hike-a-bike. And I love a good shot of tequila at the top. Yeah, that Did was you a take surprise. I, well, they weren't serving them. Because oh, you at know, the tip, tip top, see, Howard... I don't know if oh, you know you this about Howard. Too fast. He he's, wrote it. He's probably. Uh, what? He, I literally weigh sixty pounds more than Howard. <laughs> he is my size. He weighs as much as my left leg. <laughs> and so at the bottom of the climb, I stuck with him for maybe a half mile, and then he was gone. I'm like far out, just as I predicted. Everybody's <laughs> racing for second, and I was very happy with that. And then at the very top, through all the fog, I could see his shadow, and I was like, "There was a lot what? of fog." So I blazed through the top. I apparently missed the tequila shot. Oh. But you got to win. And I've had a handful of beers, so it's all worthwhile. <laughs> I got to win out of it. The funniest part, I was like, I thought someone was right behind me, but I was like, man, in the, in the spirit of gravel, yeah. you got to stop for the tequila shot. And the guy who was serving him, I hope he listens to your podcast. <laughs> he asked me which kind of tequila I wanted. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wow. just give me one and wow. a lime, please. One lime, please. Would you like my, yeah. you can keep my card. We'll keep the tab open. <laughs> was there anything dicey about being it was a three and a half hours into the race and a little bit loopy and then descending you know on a what? shot? Okay, I didn't think about it, but yeah. halfway down the descent, I was like, oh, right. I need to slam some food because I am feeling the shot. Right. You're like, Which, I'm honestly, sober enough to pull it together. It might have helped, to uh-huh. be honest, because I think that that is how I maybe kept a little bit of a lead. Um, and maybe just the, as my coach says, you ride like you're just being chased by the devil the entire time. Wow. <laughs> I like that. I'm That's not deep. As, I'm not as like composed as Rose Grant. We we talked yeah. a little bit about the fin- at the finish about Leadville, and I was admiring her composure because she came from. Uh, well, actually, to be f- fully honest, I thought she was ahead of me yeah. until she passed me. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we rode well until she like You're caught like, me. Dang it! I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> Not that I should have gone any harder. Oh, I need to because I would have just blown so up harder. Yeah, but she yeah. just had so much composure and experience and tact. Do you I, think she races that with? She like knew. power and like she can peg it oh. when when like, like if you're being numbers? chased by if you're being told to to ride like you're being chased by the devil. Do you think and you're talking about the composure of a Rose Grant? Yeah, is she like all right? Peg this power. You know, I don't the, know. this power. I just assume everyone does that because I don't. Yeah. So. I just assume that everyone has it way more together. Like I don't, I don't race with heart rate or power. Or do you train with those things? Um, I do, but I don't use it. It's like you produce the numbers, and your coach Chris tells McGovern you what to do. just looks at it. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just inherently not a numbers person. I just it doesn't. What you study? Art. As a college grad. Okay. <laughs> The antithesis Graphic of design. numbers. Yeah, I was like, if you put it in colors, uh-huh. like heart rate zones, I can, I get, because yeah. it's like red is hard, yeah. green is easy. Got it. Do you have a whoop? I do. Actually, you know what? I love 
that info. Got yes. another finisher. Got another finisher Hell and yeah. the train's leaving. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like knowing... I like knowing how bad alcohol is for me. It's basically oh, gosh, the yeah. learning that I have had from having a whoop. No doubt. <laughs> Sleep a lot. Yeah. It's cool. Don't it's drink cool. alcohol. It's been great, actually, with COVID. Yeah. Um, it kind of like you can look at your respiratory score. You can just take that edge off because everyone at some point, I'm sure, has been worried about like, Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. My respiratory rate. rate has increased by a half a... <laughs> well, and then with the smoke, has been tough. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I love the easily consumable aspect of of Whoop. Like, you can dive into the numbers if you really want, but then at the same time, it's like, uh, red, yeah. yellow, green. Yeah, I love it. Very visual. Yeah. Great, great graphics. <laughs> so then, backtrack yeah. even further. Your due diligence and all, you grew up playing soccer. Yeah. Grew mm-hmm. up in New Mexico. Yep. Good Get research. sent off to, to <laughs> Fort Lewis. Yeah. How many schools do you apply to? I applied to probably like four or five, and then I got a really good academic scholarship. And Is that then, what drew you there? I mean, like, yeah, and it was close enough. My parents were going through a divorce, so yeah. I just wanted to be kind of close, and um, we couldn't really afford to go like look at the other schools, so I figured it wasn't yeah. a good financial decision to like, you know, take that on. Uh-huh. You know, as an undergrad, because I was the Mature undergrad decision. that was like, I like that. I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to be an oceanographer yeah. in Colorado. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Cried after that class. So I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good foresight. Yeah. And then I joined the bike team because I was like, well, I've done running and swimming and I'll do the bike thing. How does that work given that Fort Lewis is known for a powerhouse cycling team. I know. It was really, really honestly good time. Like, right place, right time, I think. I just happened to choose a school that had a great cycling program. Whereas, do you suppose... What year did you graduate? Oh, God. What year? uh, 2012. Yeah. Do you think you could do the same thing now? And I ask that... What do you mean? Knowing that, like, there are... I know, you know, junior cyclists who aspire oh. to go to Fort Lewis oh, because yeah. they want to be part of the program. Yeah. Could you just happen and go it. in and walk? I mean, you can walk onto, you know, an sure. NCAA yeah. football program. So I'm sure you yeah. could do that. With I mean, I chops. was planning on walking on to like sit on a bench on the soccer field, probably. <laughs> <laughs> go. I was a really. Jayhawks? What are you guys? Uh, Skyhawks. Go Skyhawks. Super Hawks. close. I knew it was some hawk. Yeah, it was a hawk. It was a hawk that actually doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, hawks. Go arbitrary bird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I think for Fort Lewis, because we are like a small, er, we're not private university. No, we're not even a university. We're just a small liberal arts college. We don't have like, we don't offer tons of full ride scholarships. So it is still like really doable. Yep. And I hope, I hope so, because like I was the, the person that like I got off my bike and walked over speed bumps. Yeah. That was me. Oh, they're couldn't, dangerous. Couldn't get. <laughs> If you ask Chad, I don't know if you've ever met Chad Cheney, but he was like the, he started, he and Sarah Tesher started during Odevo, the junior okay. program. Okay. He ran this like semi-pro, uh, actually the team that Howard, Payson, Sepp and I Bliss. were all on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He yep. ran that and he said at our like first like team, like sponsor dinner with all of our parents, like at the end of the season, like good yeah. job, everyone. He was like, yeah. And Sarah over here never thought she'd be a mountain biker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the club, man. <laughs> but we laugh about it now. 
<laughs> so where does your, where do you suppose your heart lies? Is mm. it, could you say like, is it in mountain biking? Is it in just riding a bike? You know, I, I you know, it's funny. <laughs> Before this weekend, we kind of talked about this teeny bit. Yeah. Uh, it was a tough, tough week emotionally. Yeah. Um, after Steamboat, there's some drama and, and I was like ready to truly, like, I was like, all right. I told my sponsor, I was like, mm, doing mountain bike next year i'm over it like this is not fun this is not what i'm about i want more women in the sport i want this to be a positive place i really loved gravel love gravel because of that Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. um i think it's really accessible in a way that mountain biking is not and road biking is not and i was over it just because of some silly things and uh and then after this event this weekend it really re-reminded me i keep using that word and it's definitely not like a word that. um it's just reiterating it, it has reminded me twice yep. um that it, this is such a cool sport a niche sport if you will but there's events you know like steamboat that's a little more like road heavy you know there's some tactics involved or like it's a civic <laughs> civic on. sick civic bro um or like this one where like I mean, we had like an amazing women's ride and brunch. I got to hear from every every female out here why they like riding bikes. And it, it really, it truly, I know it sounds cheesy, but it really was uh, special and awesome and, mm-hmm. and, it, and accessible for a lot of people. Like, even though we're like basically in Canada right now. So like pretty far for <laughs> right. a lot of folks. You're not just dropping but, like, in from wherever. You know, this is a cool moment for a lot of people. They got to push themselves out literally in the middle of the mountains. I mean, we were above the clouds today, in the and, clouds. And it was, I think nothing's mandatory in these gravel events, but it was highly suggested that everybody races with bear spray. And uh, I think that. most people are like, ah, that's cute. And the locals are like, no, 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 no. no. You, need you need bear it. spray. <laughs> and bear spray is not like mace. It's a huge canister. Yeah. I just want people to know I hadn't actually seen it, even though I live in the mountains and have for a while. We have different bears in Durango. I'm gonna These drop, are scary bears. Drop my friend Roger's joke, which is bear spray. Unlike bug spray, you do not apply to yourself. <laughs> That happens. <laughs> well, talking to Lael, Lael's like, I don't use bear spray because I, the number of times I've seen people just blow it up in their face. <laughs> like, oh my God, can you imagine Pointed crashing? the wrong way. And just, okay, I was oh. thinking about that on the descent. I was like, okay, hey, one goal here, yeah. not crash on the bear spray. <laughs> don't blind For yourself. For two reasons. One, it would suck to get it on you, but then what do you do if you see a bear after that? That would be the worst day ever. (laughs) So in case people wonder what we think about when we're racing, not important things. Everything all under the sun. (laughs) As I'm chasing Howard up the climb, I'm like, man, what if I go around the corner and I literally see him getting mauled by a bear? I swear to God, that is why I rode to ninth place in the overall. (laughs) Because I was really scared to be alone on that climb and I could see a little red dot. And I didn't attack. I was not attacking Hillary at all. I just was scared (laughs) to be alone. And you don't need to outswim the shark. You need to outswim <laughs> your friends. Yeah, I'm little, man. I, the bear would be like, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looks sinewy. <laughs> so I love the community and camaraderie at Rooted Vermont, which we highly encourage you to come to. I will to. be there. I will be there next year. Yep, Min. That's been recorded. <laughs> um, I went to the women's clinic, which was two weeks prior. Uh, hundred women. Wow. And you know, I bring Hazel because 
course. Laura says, bring Hazel and we'll get some great pics. <laughs> and like, it warmed my heart yeah. so much to see every ability, every yeah. uh, 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 level of participation in the sport. It is the coolest it thing is. ever. Yeah. And so as you, you know, you said it's gravel is niche, which is most, cer- most certainly is. But it's grown. It's, it's what I see as the future of s- American cycling. Because like, no one's well, going to be like, I'm going to get into a crit. And that's the, f- <laughs> with due respect to crit racers. Like something needs to change. No, crits there. are fun to watch for most people. I use the word terrifying, but fun is a good word <laughs> yeah. too. Actually, yeah, scary. I haven't been to a crit in a really long time. They sound, yeah, yeah wow. Like fast, I fast, 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 carbon, yeah. pavement. Yeah, yeah, gravel, It like it is, it is interesting. I am so curious to see what happens in the next couple of years. And like this week was a good reminder of like, look, you know, we're all just actually collectively trying to figure this out. I, I don't care what happens. I really actually don't. I just want it to be a welcoming place mm-hmm. for people. And, um, and I think it has that potential. I think it can, but I think actually we have to like, work together to mm-hmm. figure that out mm-hmm. and like have some camaraderie which we do we do have that it's it exists but like i think people get focused on the wrong things when really it's like big picture because like as pros you know this it's it's really not actually about us because oh. everybody who participates in these races that's what makes it all go round mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. absolutely i will be here until like the last finishers payson does a good job of that at leadville i love i mean he had to do lead boat this year so we couldn't be out there until the last finisher yep. but everyone's out there together you know like we're all making this weird little industry happen it is Hilarious, this gig economy of like <laughs> what you do, what I do, what yeah. Payson does, what Pete does. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, at the end of the day, it is advertising, but we're advertising for this sport and for brands and mm-hmm. for brands in, uh, you know, in general that are promoting this thing that is so welcoming Yeah. on two wheels. And, yeah. and they're, you know, we're, we're catching up here now after <laughs> you're busy, I'm busy. Yeah. We're like hanging out in this green and there are people everywhere who are stoked to yeah. interact and have fun and yeah. and that's what's I love hearing awesome. Yeah, I love hearing people's stories out there like, you know, I like yes. There's another. <laughs> There's another. Got another. Ow, ow. I like hearing, you know, when people come up to me and tell me about their experience or like I don't know, it's cool. Like I think if you go to like a world cup or, you know, sometimes like there's a big disconnect between like the pro racing and, and the category race. Sometimes there's not even a category race. And, and that was always like the reason I did like cross nationals. Cause nice. as like, when I was working my way up or like as a collegiate athlete, mm-hmm. I could go watch the pro, like, you know, I could go watch the pro women race yep. and it's yep. cool. It's like fun to see that. And gravel has that same spirit. It's just like, a bit more accessible because you have gravel races all over the country, you know, like some of them attract like more people and more big names, but like, you know, people can connect that way. And it really is about connection. Amen. <laughs> so I'm on the soapbox. As we think of ways, you know, there's, there's the worry that uh, gravel cycling is going to go the way of mountain biking in, what do they say, early 2000s, late 90s, yeah. whatever, like mountain biking went from cool to not cool. Yeah. It's, Which is right when I hit it. It's interesting <laughs> when people are like, we need to prevent that. So then the next question is, what are the tangible ways that we yeah. can prevent that? Can you think of any? Because I don't know what they are outside of doing well, what yeah. it is. It's almost like my impression is gravel is 
going to happen with or without us. Yes. It's like it's bigger than oh, individuals, for sure. so it's hard to make impact. I, I actually think we are already doing it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. look at gr- races like Grinduro, for example. That was technically my first gravel race. Which Le- year? Uh, ooh, what year was that? 2018. Children. It was like <laughs> the reason I got onto like the 10 Speed Hero specialized cross team because nice. I happened to camp next to 10 Speed Hero. Oh, that's hilarious. And I was like so pumped that I got second to Katarina. Yeah. On, like, We're camping. On this guess which rad. stage? Not the descending stage. <laughs> <laughs> the one climbing. My mom was like, let me get this right. Yeah, they're timing only the parts of the riding that you're not good at. <laughs> cool. Have fun out there. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Super, super rad. Great event. But yeah, so there's events like Grindero. People go to that who probably won't be at Unbound. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. And I'm and obviously making like generalizations here, but like very different vibe. Mm-hmm. More mountain bikey kind of party scene, you know, single speed worldy ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you have like Unbound, that's like the biggest race it, <laughs> in America, in world yeah. and gravel. Yeah. And then you have like just this great spectrum. And, and, you know, like you can do a five day gravel stage race in Oregon. You can do a one day epic mountain stage here in Whitefish. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we're already doing it. We just have to like, you just have to vote with where you show up. Heck yeah. Right. I don't know. I I completely agree. (laughs) I mean, I think you just worded that perfectly vote where you show up vote with participation yeah it's like voting at the grocery store yeah i think people will (laughs) choose exactly vote with your dollars (laughs) they're gonna choose the events that that speak to them that they want to do and there are so many bucket listers yeah um and everyone's really different the way you ride is super different like i you know what what is appealing to me isn't necessarily I, i mean i don't know you super well but i like we're different mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your bucket list do you have bucket list items well i did In the a, rift uh-huh. that was a, that was one i well i really want to go to iceland yes. so that was cool you're like check yeah check. i would love if they could you know somehow bring mountains uh-huh. make mountains uh-huh. <laughs> so like Instead i wanted to washboard. go there oh my god oh like, wow, that was 10 miles of oh washboard. my god so my legs cramped you yeah. know what we just figured out it yeah. wasn't because of nutrition it was just because i had never done that <laughs> flat of a race ever oh, no way. for eight hours it wow. took us yeah yeah because it was just a headwind and every direction and i was just normally i stand for like 90 percent of the race and i was just sitting and pedaling hard and then my legs were like yeah we've never done that we're both gonna cramp at the same time not much coasting there zero coasting zero i was like on my map it looks downhill but i'm pedaling so hard windy (laughs) but it is awesome they actually i did get a sweater even though i got second oh man they felt really you can send them an iou I was like, oh, my God, thank you. It's huge, but I love it. There's got to be a bucket list beyond that. Oh, yeah, bucket list. How about, how about, well, naturally rooted. Uh, rooted. Uh, bike packing? Oh, man. Well, I kind of did a bucket list bike packing last summer during COVID. We did the Colorado Trail. Oh, lucky. It was so, you know what? We didn't get a single drop of rain I bought rain pants. That's why. And then yeah. I returned them. And then I, it was like the rainiest week ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'd actually love to do parts of the Continental Divide. Would you ever do tour divide? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, the race, maybe not. That's I like good. sleeping. So yeah. here's a, a crazy thing about that stuff like that, that Lael does. I just, there's some people, I mean, Lael being one of them, mm-hmm. maybe the best one. One of the best in the world, <laughs> if not the best in the She's world. She's so good at not sleeping and riding bikes. Two yeah. really tough things. Yeah. Um, but Sarah Swallow was telling me there's ultra endurance races where you actually have to sleep certain amounts. Like they, it's mandatory. Huh. That might be my thing. Cause I like the day after day after day yeah. thing. That's interesting. Is, yeah. I wonder if that's taking from the same page as people. Okay. Bear with me. When people talk about going to a gravel race and then like the feed zone is hyper competitive. Uh huh. If they, and so there is the suggestion that maybe you have a mandatory minimum time. You step into the feed zone, you fill up your bottle, oh. but you have to be there for say 60 or 90 seconds. <gasps> no different than mandatory sleeping. And Whoa, there's some sort of equal playing ground there, which I Wait, think is kind of so cool. That would be that would be really tough to like. Be very hard to monitor. Yeah. And then, then would enter things like so and so got third place Ugh. and they got disqualified uh, because they left the feed okay, zone early. So and here's that would the thing. Suck. I think when you add more and more rules, yes. it, it becomes less appealing for like the general public, which I think like. Yeah, I don't know what to bring as an example, but like, for example, like cycle, like World Cup cyclocross, like following that whole like circuit, mm-hmm. like cyclocross also to people like with the pits and like yep, it's there's yep. so much involved with it that like I think it's honestly like could be unappealing. Like if you want to hop into a local race, you can show up with one bike right. and do it. But like but then you go to a bigger race, and you're like, oh, your tires are well, too and wide. That, and that I think is like why people really care about the current conversation about teams and yep. and that sort of thing. Just because like the more involved, so there's two parties, right? Like there's like just participation, mm-hmm. and then there's also like racing at the highest possible caliber to do whatever it takes to win. Mm -hmm. And those are two really different experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's like some friction happening right now in the sport. I guess we're going there. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Let me just bring it up. That's the gorilla and or elephant in the room. Yeah. The gorilla on the elephant. Do you have, uh, Mm. are you on one party or the other? You know, I actually think it can exist well, here's here's the like <laughs> the like cop out it. I really think it can exist at the same time potentially. It just depends on what races you go to. Cuz yeah. like I well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it like here, for example, like would that have helped if I had a team of people? I don't know. There wasn't tons of pavement. Right. And it was a lot of climbing and like presumably I, mean, I don't know sure anything it would never about be a road. Harm. Yeah, so it would be equal or a benefit. Um I mean I'm I'm of the opinion that like I prefer there not be teams. Oh. But then yeah, like you right. it's that's very hard to hide and then you could have people who are inconspicuously wearing different jerseys and blah 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 Well, blah. right. And I also am a privateer and I don't want to like logistically have to figure out how to pay a team to right. show up with me. Right. Well, I, and even even beyond the money piece, like I, the reason I like gravel and like I really weirdly got thrown into it only because my cross team folded and they were like, "Here, this bike looks like a cross bike. <laughs> Try BWR. 
And I was like, this is longer than an hour. Oh my God. I mean, I had never even, same with Katerina and a lot of women who do their first gravel ride. They're like, well, I saw Sammy Runnels did gravel worlds, got second. That was her longest ever ride. You know, bananas. that's how like women, that's how women find the sport a lot. I mean, here we go again. Like, you know, you hear about like soccer players who like destroyed a knee and get into cycling and then they're like world champions. But, but I think the bummer about the whole team component and you come from professional road racing, like it's a whole different scene. Yeah. It's a completely different sport. It it is. It is. I'm yeah. I, and I just personally can't imagine, um, it's just not why I do it. I like showing up. I mean, I came from cross so like that is so much gear and so mm-hmm. much like you have to you have to have a mechanic you have to ha- like have a pit crew you have like you right. have to have five sets of wheels and tubulars and like it's a lot and so like gravel racing to me was like sick i can show up on a bike and you just hope it works the whole time and if it doesn't then you limp across the line when you do and if it works and you yep. have a good day then it's great are you your own travel agent are you making oh, all your yeah. own plans and all oh, that jazz? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Luckily, my partner is a really skilled mechanic and has had every job known to man in the bike industry. So that's send so to Vermont. I need a lot of so help. helpful. It's so help. It's also really, really stressful. I got my brake pads swapped out like uh-huh. I don't know two minutes before the race this morning. <laughs> uh, the dude actually like there was something weird with my limit screw and. He was looking at it. He was like, oh, by the way, you have no brake pads. And I told Dylan after this, and we both were like, oh, we forgot to look. Yeah. I was on a different bike at Steamboat and let uh, go. And blah, blah, blah. Sheesh. But yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. And the, the counter argument to that, and, and it, it's a counter argument to me as well. Like, I, I like the privateer. I love it. It's fun. It's, it's so fun. It's so hard. And, and <laughs> haters will say that, you know, we have success and therefore... Um, it doesn't. Are there haters of privateer? Yeah, because oh. well, because they're a pro team folk, and they. Oh, you know, I see. I see. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it is a shame. <laughs> I mean, I love team energy. I love that component, but mm-hmm. I actually really find that within the women's field, to be honest. Yeah. Because we're all like, there's. I mean, I race with Casey and Serena. They're on the Live Factory team, like, mm-hmm. but they're also just out there alone. So like. I always call myself the barnacle on the live giant team. I like somehow Great just term. end up hanging out with them a lot. Yeah. But you do kind of find your team within these other teams because everyone's kind of out there alone. We're writing the story now. Yeah. <laughs> and is. I know it's a hot topic and I know I'm just opening. Well, oh, we don't politicize tougher. here on the no, King of no. the Ride podcast. It's not. It's not. Political. But I think at the same time, it's it's very important to have opinions because we are writing the script of what gravel is, and sure. people do listen to. Sure. To well, folks and here's, all across here's the, sport. the thing: like I know that like starting men and women at different you know times is also up for debate. Big time. And like, and I, I really don't know. I've never done a women's gravel ride race mm-hmm. before, so I can't speak to that. It could be sweet, yeah. but also personally, I like that men and women race together. Yep. And here's the thing. I have been beaten because my female competitors ended up racing with men and working with the right, a better group mm-hmm. and passing me. And 
I've also won because I was in the right group and had a dude or a group of people. But the, the key component here is that it is part of the experience as a female racer. It's very different in men's gravel. You, yep. it's, it's really different. But with women, I mean, at least that's... And it sucks. Like, I got second in Iceland in the last two minutes. And I was leading for the entire race oh, by 15. <laughs> oh, so, man. And, and you know what? Holly deserved it. Yeah. She was better. Yeah. Her legs did not cramp. Yep, yep, yep. She was working with a guy, but she was hauling ass. And, I, and oh, I was working with her husband. I was riding <laughs> with him for the last, like, I don't know, like 60K. No kidding. Yeah. And it was, you know what? It was really hot. Like I told her I needed a minute at the line, not because of her. Yep. I just, I had lost out on a big race bonus, but very <laughs> expensive leg cramps, but she did great. And, mm-hmm. and that is part of that is no part of my tears had to do with her working with a, a dude because I had also been working because there's a million guys out there. <laughs> I don't know. So Neither sometimes it sucks yeah. and sometimes it works out and no matter what, it's going to feel unfair for somebody. And I think that that is why it is so contentious right now because there isn't, there aren't a ton of <laughs> rules around All right. It. I wish. But that's like also kind of the fun of it for me. Right. You it's know, the like, happenstance nature of gravel is like, yeah, you sort of throw it all out there yeah. and, and hope you're playing against the few rules there are. I, I always go back to my desire that there's just one rule which is don't be lame which is so perfect God, i wish people could just understand that though but there's no (laughs) unanimity of what don't be lame means because some people love arrow bars and i'm not so much an arrow bar i honestly like i can't speak to them i honestly don't think i'm skilled enough to use them (laughs) says someone who has taken some laps on a velodrome that's that's some scary oh man that is so scary yeah Oh, never again, <laughs> honestly. Would you ever put aero bars on a mountain bike? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Me, no. No, no, no. Very good. <laughs> I just, it's, yeah. I'm honestly also so short that, like, it's a, it's really, like, a vanity thing. I look so weird on a bike anyway. And then, like, on a, they used to have, like, TT bikes were legal for collegiate stuff. Yeah. So I would do team time trial. You know how weird I look on a TT bike? Could you so, be on the actual... Was I was on a 47. Well, how big is this bike? What size is that? 49. <laughs> What's your, do you know your center of your bottom bracket at the top of your seat post? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. 64. Mills. Yeah, you're not terribly tall. No, tater tot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a well, sucky Shetland pony over here. That's what's great about this sport. <laughs> you're short, I'm tall, we both won, and we had some fun. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I loved... Because I like, I grew up doing track and swimming and soccer, and there's mm-hmm. kind of a eh, maybe less with soccer, but like there's kind of a body type to swimming. Yeah. I do not have it. Yep. <laughs> there isn't really a body type to cycling. I mean, some may with the exception argue, of Grand Tour yeah, aspirations. I'm gonna just put that out of yeah, the conversation. Yeah. Okay. You're not, but, like, you're gravel, not aspiring there. No. Okay. But like, gra- like look at gravel and cross yeah. and and yeah. cross country mountain biking Insane and downhill. Power. Insane How is downhill skill. not in the Olympics? I've wondered. That's a great question. Uh, it's weird. And cross. skateboarding took over this year. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. That was like the only thing I watched this year was skateboarding. How about the 37-year-old American woman competing against 13-year-olds? I honestly was more impressed with her because you know she's had way more slams. Yes. And she's an architect. Was she wearing pads? 
She did not have a helmet on. That's what blew me away. Like, <laughs> you had to if you were under 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Street competition, no yeah. pads. I'm like... Gnarly. And they fell in, a lot. In 12 years, this is going to be gone. <laughs> Tony Hawk wears a helmet. Smart man. He's a father. Don't crash, He kids. didn't wear a helmet for a long no, time. No, many years he did not. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see all that. That is called a derivation. <laughs> And that might be an amazing way to wrap up this conversation. Perfect. Anything else on your mind? Oof. Just honestly, I've had a lot of ice cream, but I really could go for some more. I was standing there talking to so many people. The portions were tiny. Oh, that was funny. Melted in my hand. Right. Go full circle. As as you are being surrounded by friends and fans, you want to catch up with so many people. And that's why this podcast was delayed. And then your hand is covered in ice cream because you couldn't even get a a lick in That was great. Also, it's like the grossest thing to eat an ice cream in front of someone (laughs) while they're talking to you. And it was chocolate, so I just felt like it was going to be everywhere. You know, like the kids at the the playground? You know, you go to playgrounds a lot. Oh, yeah. The ones that have just like... Everywhere. You don't want the goatee. A mustache is cute. Goatee. Yeah, the mustache is cute. But honestly, only to a certain age. Then it's less cute. Accurate. 30? Not cute. That's good thinking. Good thinking. (laughs) So, yeah, ice cream. All right. Well, Sarah, I appreciate your yeah. time. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks for waiting. Sorry about that. No worries. Hazel's awake and, and chipper, and that makes all the difference. <laughs> in the Crocs. So. In adventure mode Crocs. And big time. Congrats. <laughs> thank thank you. you. You as well. Yeah. Well done. That's it. That's all. Thanks very much for listening. Believe it or not, those reviews are very, very helpful. So if you enjoyed this episode or enjoy this show in general, please leave a comment type up a quick review. It is greatly appreciated. That is all for now. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, please enjoy the ride. <laughs>